This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord forevermore. I want to welcome everybody watching us this evening. Um, this is Anabino, our midweek service. It's the time to go deeper and higher in the things of the Spirit, deeper and higher at the same time. And I want to welcome you wherever you are watching us from. We want to look into God's Word together, and I'm so privileged to have some wonderful ministers of God with us here tonight. I have the one we call Captain D. I have the one in charge of our worship, Pastor Desola. I have my reverend, Pastor Ebele, I have Pastor Moni, and I have Pastor David. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. I think the first thing to say is to tell you, don't be afraid. Amen. Amen. Let's read Psalm 91 this evening. Psalm 91, we have a message for you, and open your heart. I believe the Spirit of God will be saying something to us at this very critical moment in the history of the world. Psalm 91 is a very popular Bible passage that we, I mean, people are now quoting it everywhere. And then, but the thing about the word of God is that you must have the revelation of the word. The Bible says the letter kills. So beyond the letter, we have the spirit and it takes the Holy Spirit to unveil the word to us. So let's read Psalm 91 verse 1. The Bible says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I will I trust. Surely He shall deliver me or thee from the snare of the fowler and from noisome pestilence. Now, oh, you see, when we look at this very chapter of the Bible and you read on, this is a chapter that is filled with promises from God. But then everything is attached to something in particular. He who dwells in the secret place of the most high. So there is a place called the secret place. And then there is a possibility of somebody dwelling there. For which now I've been talking to the church about the fact that if you understand God from his words, you will realize that somehow God loves to hide things. He loves secrets. So, Deuteronomy 29, 29. The Bible said the secret things belong to God. And the ones that are revealed. Proverbs 25, verse 2. The Bible says it is the glory of the Lord to conceal a matter. It takes pleasure in keeping things. Now, we don't know why God is like that, but the Bible says it's like that. Hallelujah. Just like Job 28 says that there is a part that no fowl knows. He loves to hide things. Now, the Bible says uh, there is a place called the secret place. And that anyone who assesses this place, there are bogus promises which fit what the whole world is going to right now. Hallelujah. Let's read verse 6, for instance. Or let's start from verse 5. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, 
that's, I believe that's where we are, the world terrorists. Nor for the arrow that flyeth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for destruction that wasted at noonday. This scripture is more relevant now than any other time in human history. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, thousand may fall by your side, ten thousand. And you see all these promises. The last part says that, verse 16, with long life. Oh, can I say to somebody, you are not going to die. Corona is not going to end the world. Hallelujah. The gospel will end the world. Are are you you with me? So, now the Bible says, with long life. But then... The key to this whole thing, this entire, all these promises, is the fact that he that dwells, then the next thing will be for anybody to want to know, where is the sacred place of the Most High? Where is the shadow of the Almighty? Now we have concluded that when you are there, you are safe. When you are there, you are protected. When you are there, you are guided. Then where is this sacred place. Hallelujah. Praise Praise the Lord. Let's read something from (laughs) Hebrews. uh, That's a very powerful book. Hebrews chapter 9. So the title of what we are talking about today is the sacred place part 1. Hallelujah. Oh, thank God there is a place we can hide. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. The Bible says, verily, then verily, the first covenant had also the ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle made, the first wherein there was a candlestick, verse 3. And after the second veil of the tabernacle, which is called the oldest of all, which had golden censer and the ark of covenant overlay round about with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had the manna and Aaron's rod that bore it. And the table of covenant. And over it, pay attention in verse 5. Over it, the cherubims of glory, shadowing the mercy seat, of which we cannot now particularly speak. Now, when these things were thus ordained, the priest went into the first tabernacle, accomplished his services unto God. But now, verse 7 says, But unto the second veil, when the high priest alone, once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the errors of the people. The Holy Ghost, this signifying that the way to the holiest of all was not yet made manifest. Hallelujah. Let's start this way. See, under the old covenants, there was a tabernacle. And then everybody had access, at least the Israelites, to the outer court. And then there was the, uh, a, a, a holy place, inner court, where the priests sons of Levi could enter. But the Bible says that there is a, uh, there was a secret room that they had, which they used to call then the holiest of all. And the Bible says only the high priest could enter that place and he was permitted to enter only once in a year. Why? There was such a concentrated presence of God, very thick presence of God in that place. That the high priest himself must offer blood to be able to enter for his own error and for the errors of the people. Hallelujah. Now, the writer of Hebrews is saying that he could enter only once in a year because the Holy Ghost is saying that as at that time, 
the way to the holiest of all was not yet made available to man. So we can say, the holiest of all was a secret place all through the old covenants, which only the high priest himself could only enter once in a year. Now, the people were, you know, and then, I believe many of them were curious. What could be inside that place? That one old man went enter once in a year, and then no other person would be able to. But the Bible says, there was the massive seat there. Oh, you see, the Old Testament, God started saying some of the things that were yet to come that we are enjoying under the new covenant now. For instance, you know, talking about God hiding something. Moses began to pray. If you have have read Exodus 32, it says, show me your glory. Then the Lord told Moses something. What you are asking for, that level of glory, abides in the innermost room, the holiest of all. He says, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to open the rock (laughs) and hide you inside, and I will cover you. That's a kind of secret place. In other words, God was telling Moses that the glory that you want to see, uh, a mortal man under the old covenant is not exactly permitted to. Because of what Hebrews says here, that the way to the holiest of all was not yet made manifest. So God said to Moses, but because I want to help you, we can use a formula. It's still hidden, but I can do something. So God fast forwarded Moses. The Bible said God opened a rock. And you remember, let's read that place in Exodus 32. Let's say, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Exodus 32, glory to God. I'm sure you are following us at home. You are with us. The secret place of the most high. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Exodus, sorry, Exodus 33, verse 19. In verse 18, Moses said, And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make my goodness to pass before you. Now, verse 21. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me. Thou shalt stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass when my glory passeth by. I will put thee in the cliff of the rock, and I will cover thee. You know, that Psalm 91 says, It shall cover me. Under the wings of the most high. Now, the Lord said to Moses, there is a place by me. <laughs> well, what, you know, <laughs> what's the meaning of that? God was trying to say, he, he wasn't talking about a physical rock. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, that they drowned from the same rock, and that rock was Jesus Christ. So God was saying to Moses, you know, so the Bible says, all through the time when they were in the wilderness, Jesus was present because it was that rock that they drank from. So when God said to Moses that there is a place by me, he was talking about (laughs) God the Son, that Jesus is by me. He is the rock of ages. In Christ, you can see my glory, only in Christ. So God said to Moses that it's going to be a temporary arrangement because this is not the new covenant yet. I will just allow you to stay there temporarily, just for a short time, to have a taste of what it will be like to assess this glory. So, of course, God opened the rock. You know, he opened the rock. He said, by my side, by my side. That's the reason why, oh, 
I'm getting ahead of myself. That, that, that's the reason why. By my side, when Jesus died on the cross, a soldier took spear. And then, where? The side. And what came out? Remember, it said that we are blood washed. And then we are saved. We've been washed by the blood and by water. The birth of the church of Christ came from the side of Christ. And that was what God was talking about when he was talking to Moses. About hiding you by my side. By the way, you know, in about seven places, Jesus shed his blood on his way to the cross. The Bible says he began to pray in the garden of Gethsemane. That was the first place. And the sweat was as thick as blood. That was the first time. Then he moved. And then they plucked his bed and blood came out. That was the second place. And then they put the thorn, the crown of thorn on his head and blood came out. That was the third time. And then the lashes on his back. And that was the fourth time or the fourth place that blood came out from. And then remember, nails, hands, feet, his legs, the feet, cysts. And then finally, spear to his side. In those several places, and each one has a spiritual meaning. He did everything for a purpose. Hallelujah. But that's not where we are going today. It's just to let us know. Now, <laughs> amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> let, let's, 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 let's go on. Let's go on. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, anyway, we are talking about the fact that, so it was called in Sammy. The, the Sammy just got it by revelation that in the secret place. But I want to read something uh, from Psalm 27. Psalm 27. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Father. Psalm 27, verse 5. Are you there? Yes, sir. The Bible says, For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle, shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. Now, you notice there is a rock here also. And then there is a tabernacle. You see, this is the whole idea. The presence of God. The mercy seat of God. The seat of mercy. Where the presence of God was in the Old Testament was in the innermost chamber. Where the the high priest could enter once in a year. Remember that when Jesus died, they caught him. The veil separating the uh, inner room from the holiest of all got separated from top to bottom. So, it happened because of the death of Jesus Christ. Under the old covenant, it could enter once in a year by the blood of bulls and goats. Because that was how far that could get them. But under the new covenant, Jesus came with his own blood. And he opened that innermost place once and for all. Now, I, dare, I want to say this tonight. The secret place of the Most High is that mercy seat. And the way to the place is the blood of Jesus. Remember he said, I am the way. I am the way. The way was not made available unto them. Now it's available unto us. Now to everyone that is a believer, there are no secret places anymore. 
There is only one place. If any man is in Christ, you have access to the throne of grace and to the mercy seat of God. That which Aaron could enter once in a year, we can enter at all times. That is the blessing of being in Christ. And you see, the psalm is talking about the days of tribulation. The days of troubles upon the face of the earth. We are not supposed to be afraid like other people because there is a place to hide. Glory to God. When the storm, when the wind, when the rain, when all those things are around, there is a place. And that place is in the place of the mercy seat of God. Hallelujah. We have obtained mercy. We have obtained mercy. I want to dwell on something that, you know, so body, you know, the, the Ark of Covenant, the mercy seat and the blood, they are all connected together. So, if we want to talk about the secret place, the access to the secret place is by the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, this is what I want to say about this. The blood. Oh, people say, I plead the blood. You don't plead the blood by saying, I plead the blood. <laughs> That's what the Bible says, Revelations 12, 11. And they overcame by what? By the, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. The victory of a believer over the forces of darkness is rooted in the covenant of the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the Bible said they love not their lives unto death. Now, I explained something. I think it should be around December, one of the messages I preached in this church, and I said that um, what saints do, and this is where we might end today, but I want to call your attention to something very serious and very important. What saints do on earth, it affects the enforcement of the victory of Christ by angels in the heavenlies. I'm going to say it again. What saints do on earth? So the war will be fought by angels. But the supply comes from the confession and the prayer of the saints. So when the Bible says that they overcame by the blood of Lamb, by the word of their testimony, they loved not their life unto death. Remember, that, that, that cannot be angels. Because number one, angels don't die. So they love not their lives unto death cannot apply to them. Then angels don't plead the blood of Jesus. In other words, what Revelation 12 is saying is that the angels were worried in the heavenlies based on what the saints were saying on earth. Hallelujah. In Exodus 11 and 12, 12, when they left Egypt, God told them, he said, take the blood and put it before the night they were to leave and put it he said, the lintel and the two doorposts. And he said, the angel of destruction will not come near you. One of the things that the church must know in these last days is to understand, to have a revelation of the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. So, he said, when I come, I will pass you by. I will pass over. So, they call it Passover. Now, put the blood on the lintel and the two posts. I personally believe that represents the blood of Jesus. That represents your mouth and your hearts. They were told, nothing bad will happen to you if you don't come out of that door. You have marked the door with the blood and you must not come out. And the Lord said that if you do that, not even a dog will back against any one of you. And now, so buttress that, that, you know, the words. When you check the book of Revelation, that the Bible says, 
They loved not their lives on death. They overcame by the blood and by the words of their testimony. Here is the warning. We get out of the protection of the blood by wrong confession. Fear can take you out. Speaking like others can take you out. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, when you mark your door, don't come out. When you come out, there's no guarantee of protection. So the Bible has already said that no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment. Now, before I move on, let me say this quickly. And this is it's important for saints to know this. As believers, we have no reason under the sun to be afraid. Number one, we have his promises to protect us. Are we saying that uh, when things happen in the world, no Christian anywhere will die? No. You see, a Christian can be sick. But there is a guarantee that, in the, that the word of God gives that you shall recover as you meditate on the word. Now, what I even want to say is this. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 19, if in this world only we have hope, we are of all men. Now, this shouldn't happen to any Christian, but if any Christian dies at any given time, anywhere, at any time, Christians have died of cancer before. Christians have died of accident before. That's why the Bible says that we should not sorrow when some go that if in this world only we have hope. Mean that the Bible is saying that from all angles, however you look at it, there is no tolerance for fear. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Missionaries have done, they've gone to be with the Lord. What the Lord is saying is that fear should not have dominion over us. It should not rule us. We have on one side his promises that he will guide us. And he will because he will keep his word. And the Bible is even saying that should a believer die, that is not the end of the matter. Because when we close our eyes here, we open it on the other side. So it is not only in this world that we have hope. That is why when this is understood, there is no ground for fear in the life of a Christian. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory to God. You see, because of what I said earlier that what saints at this moment it is very important how we pray for the word and how we rise to declare the word of God. The word is light and it pushes back darkness and it is needed right now. There must be voices speaking loud the word of God because angels follow the direction of God's word and demons follow the direction of fear. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We are not of this world. We are not of this world. We are not of this world. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, we bless you, Father. We give you praise. We have authority in Christ. We have his words in us. Hallelujah. We have his blood. Now, the, we have access. Oh, thank you, Father. So, Hebrews says it this way. And let's read as we begin to conclude. I'm sure you are following us at home, getting blessed by this. I love the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Bible says, for we, Hebrews 4, 15. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. But was in all point tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly 
to the throne of grace that we might obtain what? Mercy. You see, mercy is powerful. Hallelujah. The fullness of God's mercy could only be released only after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The blood has made the way for us. And I'm saying that when we begin to talk about the power of the blood of Jesus, when we begin to talk about what the blood has accomplished, when we begin to talk about the sufferings of Christ on the rock and the, on the cross and the glory that should follow, when we begin to stand and plead our case by the blood, we are covered and we are protected. So how we plead the blood is to declare that we are blood washed. We are blood sanctified. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, destruction is not new. Before Moses understood the terms of the covenant, he was traveling. And the Bible says that he appeared. We don't know. I mean, there are speculations and our theologians have different interpretations for it. But somebody was trying to kill him. Some said God, some said Satan. But then Zipporah did something. She caught the first skin of their child. So the blood was spilling. And she threw it against Moses' leg. And he said, you are husband of blood to me. And the Bible said that whoever was trying to kill him left him alone. Because of the blood. The blood is powerful. Hallelujah. Let's read something from Hebrews 9. That's why we come boldly. So, I am saying that by the covenant of the blood, we dwell in the sacred place of the Most High. If you are born again, you are under the covenant of the blood of Jesus. The warning is that don't come out through fear. Hallelujah. Don't come out through fear. Oh, don't transgress with the words of your mouth. See, when there is pressure, people are tempted to say the wrong thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, this is why we are told to walk in the spirit at all times. Because the easiest way to get out of God's protection is to say the wrong words. Words are not, uh, Jesus said we shall be judged for every I do what. what see, nowadays you see all over social media, people demonstrate their faith, their fear. They want to talk. I see when you uh, exercise fear, it will save you. Fear has never saved anybody. Some even get angry that you are not afraid like them. Because fearful people want others to be like them. Say, so, oh, they, they will start, oh, they will start, they will spiritualize everything. <laughs> now, precautions should be taken. That's common sense. Lay down rules should be followed. But that does not call for fear. Fear in itself can kill. And the Bible says perfect love cast out fear. That when you are afraid, it means that you have not been made perfect in love. Hebrews 9. Let's read. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we thank God. So when I look at this scripture, hallelujah. Oh, it looks like she read everything. <laughs> You know, he's trying to show us here the difference between uh, the, the blood of bulls. Men and brethren, I, I'm speaking to everybody watching. I, I want us to believe sincerely in the power that is in the blood of Jesus. This is why we take communion. Believe. And right now, with what is going on across the globe, learn 
to talk of the blood. Learn to study from God's word about the blood of Jesus Christ. It's enough. Hallelujah. It's enough. Glory to God. It's enough. It can stop any plague. Learn to look. Study the word. Put your attention, focus on the blood. The blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. By the blood we've been brought into the holiest of all. We have access and we dwell there right now. And we let our words reflect that. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. It is sanctified, purified by the blood of Jesus. We speak of the blood in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Say wherever you are watching us from, I'm under the covenant of the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, we pray for daughters across the world. We thank God for what they are doing. Christianity is not against science. We appreciate what they are doing. Oh, they've helped. They are helping the world, helping us in many areas, and we thank God for them. But we are saying power belongs to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, we, we, we thank God for many of them are even sacrificing their lives. I mean, doctors are dying. It's amazing. I believe they will, they will receive great rewards in heaven. Those who are saved for the work, for what they are doing on earth, for being a blessing to humanity. But right now, the world needs something much more than that. The mercy of God is needed. And the mercy of God is released on the ground of the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. They must sprinkle the blood of the mercy seat. And now there is a mercy seat in heaven. And Jesus has opened it for us. Thank God for the blood. We speak the blood over all doctors across the world. And over everyone that is sick. All nurses, all, me- all medical, all health workers across the world. That the Lord will strengthen them. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Those who are watching us in the name of Jesus. Soon and very soon. We shall celebrate again. You will have your weddings again. We will have our services full again. In the name of Jesus, work will resume again. And you know what? When we are going out buying things and celebrating again, we will see you. You will not be missing in action. Hallelujah. Lift up your hand and say, I dwell in this secret place of the Most High, under the shadow of the almighty hallelujah meditate on this word hallelujah oh thank you father i want to ask you pastor Billy, if you want to say something before we glory to god thank you sir for such a wonderful message we bless god we bless god i'm really encouraged and i just want to say that i believe that these are the things that we should meditate upon these days more than ever blood of Jesus covers all. Amen. And we thank God for that. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pastor Monica. Thank you so much, sir, like Pastor Ebele said. And you know, when you were talking about the blood, sir, I was just thinking how that in a court of law, in a criminal case, mm. they ask, they say, what do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? Mm. But in the faith, we just say, I plead the blood. Mm. That's no other argument, Hallelujah. no other plea. I plead the blood, blood. because of everything, everything that the blood represents. Hallelujah. Oh, Amen. glory to God. 
you know, <laughs> God was going to judge Cain all because the blood of his brother was crying. He said that your, your brother's blood is crying to me. So I have something against you, Cain, because of your brother's blood. But for us, he has something for us, a blessing for us, because of the blood of Jesus. That goes on to say that blood, a, a typical blood does not die. After the death of Abel, his blood was still living, still crying after the man that slaughtered him. Now, thank God that Jesus offered his eternal blood. So forever, his blood is crying mercy, mercy, grace, help. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, moments like this, some also remember they are afraid because they've done a lot of bad things. You just need to come to the place of the... <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, his mercy, his God's mercy is real. And is found in Christ. Glory to God. So you need not to be afraid. You just need to come. If you are living in fear right now because of what you have done. No, let me introduce to you what Jesus has done. It's bigger than what you have done. And it will take care of what you have done. Just open up your heart and believe. Hallelujah. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. It will be our songs day and nights. It will be in our words. We talk of the blood. We are sanctified by the blood. We are washed by the blood. We are purified by the blood. In the name of Jesus Christ. When we come next week, we'll continue to look at the sacred place and the roles that we have to play in abiding there. We have been brought here. Once you are in Christ, we've been brought to the place. Hallelujah. But then you need the revelation of the world to function in this sacred place under the shadow of the Almighty. Can you imagine under the shadow of the Almighty? So the Almighty is not far from you again. The Bible says by his blood, he has broken the middle wall of partition. And he has brought those who were far, he has brought them nigh. He is our peace. No middle wall again. You know, God is no more against a Christian. And there's nothing separating you from God anymore. Because the blood has been shed. Oh, glory to God. Oh, thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Unbelief is a very great sin before God. It robs people of many blessings and it manifests in fear. But thank God we believe the word. We believe the word. The peace of God that surpasses human understanding will spread across the globe. In the name of Jesus Christ. You know, I met somebody and the person was telling me that this is going to be the end of the world. I said, no. It's not going to be the end of the world. The Lord will take care of this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to thank, I want to appreciate those who are, if you are watching us, you know, I believe you've been blessed tonight. And we will be doing this on, on Sunday morning by the grace of God, 9 a.m. And then we'll continue on Wednesday next week by the grace of God. You see, you will be there next week. I will be there. All of us will be there by the grace of God. And through the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, together we shall sit like this again to look into God's word again. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you. We worship you. We give you praise. We love you. We thank you. Glory to your name. Thank you for 
this time tonight. Thank you for your word. Thank you for that which you have ministered to us. Help us to walk in the reality of this. Thank you, Father. We bless your name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.